This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. Today's podcast I've called uh, Just Getting Out of Your Boat because I really believe that God's got a plan and a purpose for everybody, but it takes us to get out of the, our boat uh, like Peter did walking on the water that take that step of faith. And so uh, God has called us all into different areas, but sometimes we feel like we're not being used of God if we're not a pastor or a preacher or um, you know, a missionary to Africa, then we're really not doing what God's called us to do. But that's just not the case because God has called us um, to go into all of the world uh, to infiltrate uh, the workplaces everywhere. Um, the Great Commission is uh, Mark sixteen fifteen through 18, and it simply says this, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongue, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, um, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So this is what God called us to do. He said to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Tell the good news of Jesus Christ. And all of these signs are going to follow those who believe. If you believe in these signs, you believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ, you believe in everything that Jesus paid for, this is what's going to follow you. It doesn't just happen and then you believe. After you believe it, then it follows you. A lot of people will look for signs and um, that's not the case. You have faith in God and then signs will follow you instead of your faith following signs. So, First off, everything that we're called to do, um, summed up in this, go into the world and preach the gospel. Does that mean sell everything and move to Africa? Absolutely not. I believe that God's called people into um, the workplace, into, you know, greeters and cashiers and mechanics and doctors and lawyers and, you know, pastors and preachers is all the same. He's called us all to go out there and to preach the gospel. Um, when I was in uh, the band uh, Silverline, we were uh, did an interview, and one of the questions we got was, "How does your band um, decipher how?" We heard you guys do a lot of ministry, so how do you separate business and ministry? I said, "It's easy. We just treat the band a hundred percent like a business," and they were shocked by that and said, "Well, you can't say that." I said, "Of course, I can say that." It was my answer, <laughs> um, but. Really what it is, is, you know, that was my business. That's how I made money and, and paid bills at the time. And so the ministry side of the band was really me. And I would have had a ministry side of me no matter where I worked in life. The band just gave me a platform to speak from. But if, if I was working at any store, um, nine to five, you know, those people around me would be my opportunity to preach the gospel. It says to go into the world and, and preach the gospel to every creature. So I believe we need Christians in every different, um, field of work in the world. You know, there's going to be people that you'll reach that I'll never get to speak to and vice versa. We need each other as the body of Christ to all do our part with where God has placed us. And sometimes we just think, well, I'm not um, a, a preacher. I'm not a, a speaker. I'm just, you know, at this job. Well, God's called you to that job for a purpose to just share your testimony. You don't need to know the full Bible. You don't have to have a degree. Just share your story of what God has done for you. That's all he's asked you to do. The good news of Jesus Christ. Um, 
So that's first and foremost, is what are you called to do uh, to get out of your boat and and to step into um, something that God has for you? Um, second off, it's it's the word of God that is is so powerful because sometimes we don't feel adequate. We don't feel like we're good enough. We don't feel qualified. Um, like the end of Mark 16 was talking about, you know, these signs will follow those who believe. Well, I don't think I can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Um, I don't think I can drink any deadly thing and it won't hurt me. What about taking up serpents? I don't want to do that. And some churches will take that a bit far and, and think that that verse means, um, let's go grab snakes. Uh, that's not at all what this is talking about. It's talking about when you're in the will of God and you're moving forward with um, what God has called you to do, there's power behind that. Um, there's going to be miracles that follow you. And and so wh- why you're even able to do any of that is because of Jesus Christ and the word. And it's because it's in the word that you can rely on it. Anything that is in the word you can take to the bank. Many people just look at the word as if it was a a good book or good stories instead of real and promises from God. Because if God said it, then you can take that to the bank. That means it's fact. And that means that it's greater than anything else in this world. Um, the devil has one trick, one trick alone, and that is to get you to not believe what God has said, whether it's written or whether it's a promise for you. So you feel like God has called you to be a missionary or start a business and you're God, like, God, I don't understand my finances. Just they don't look like I can do this. God, I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to do this. And as soon as God calls you to do something, the devil will put doubt on what God has said into your heart. And now it's your choice on what you follow and which voice you follow, what you believe God has called you to do, or, well, the facts of life say, I can't do this because of this. And so if, if God told you to do it, think about this in the Garden of Eden is Genesis 2 is the, the story of the garden in about uh, 15 to 17. It talks about the uh, God took Adam and Eve and put them into the garden and he, he told them to eat and um, of any tree, every plant, the one thing he told them not to do, the only one thing was don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said, if you eat that, you will surely die. We know the story. They ate that. And now because of that today, people still are dying. Um, the thing is, is, you know, the devil comes to kill, steal and destroy. What was the devil's plan here in the garden? It was to destroy mankind. Well, if that was the case and there's two people, Adam and Eve, did you ever think about why um, the devil just didn't tempt Eve instead of to eat of the fruit to kill Adam? You see, it would have been a shorter book if he would have just killed Adam and it would have been done with right there. The devil's plan, destroy man, done with right there. You see, he couldn't have done that because... It didn't go against the word of God. At the time, we didn't have the law. We didn't have the Ten Commandments that say, do not kill. The two things that God said, he said, be fruitful and multiply and don't eat of that tree. So the only thing that the devil could do was go against the word of God. I said that was the only trick that he had. He's got one trick and one trick alone to get you to doubt the word of God. So 
It wasn't even a sin for Eve to go. It wasn't going against the word of God at that time that said, do not kill. That was later. Um, All he said was, do not eat of the tree. And so the devil came in and said, did God really say? Right there, putting the thought in her head to doubt what God has said. The same thing when uh, the devil tempted Jesus. He said, you know, if you be the son of God, getting him to doubt what he was. And, and Jesus came back with scripture every time and Jesus won um, it, because scripture is the word of God. And so he fought the devil and what the devil was trying to do with the word of God. There's power in the word of God. So if there's a, a promise in the word for you, that's yours and you can take it. But it says that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. A lot of people don't know what the Bible says. So you don't even know it's yours. You don't even know what's possible. And so you don't even know what to fight for. So when the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, it's easily done. You don't even give up a fight because you don't know what promise is yours. If you don't know it's yours and somebody tries to take something and you didn't even know it was yours to begin with, you're not going to put up much of a fight anyways. There's so much that Jesus paid for on the cross. There's so many promises in the Bible. It's time that we know what is ours by the word of God. Look at this, Peter walking on the water. It's in Matthew 14, uh, 22 through 32. Um, Jesus was there and he had a long day of preaching. He was going to stay back and rest a little bit and pray. His disciples went across the, the water. It says that there was a storm over the water. Now think about this. There's a storm, wind, waves, everything. They're afraid. Waves probably crashing up over the sides of the boat. Jesus comes walking on the water in the middle of a storm. And Peter looks and says, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. See, I love this story because we know that man can't walk on water. It's physically impossible for man to walk on water. So it just can't be done. But Peter said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. And so Jesus said, come. And we know the story that Peter got out in the middle of a storm And began to walk on water. Now, the cool thing here, we know for a fact that man can't walk on water. But here Peter was doing this. You see, Peter wasn't walking on water, but he was walking on the word of God that said, you can do this. So it doesn't matter what happens in the natural. The word of God is more powerful. What is the greater reality, the natural or the supernatural? What came from what? Was it the natural that created the supernatural or the supernatural that spoke and created the natural? So just the word can change the natural still today. And when Peter said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. It changed the natural where Peter was able to walk in the supernatural on top of the natural. It doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but if you really read into this story, you can see what was happening there. So if there's any promise or thing that God has called you to do, um, you can be confident and take that to the bank to know that it will happen. You see, it, you read, keep reading the story and you say, well, Peter sank. And I looked at that and I was, the first thing that happened was 
Jesus looked at him and said, ye of little faith. And I was thinking, ye of little faith, what are you talking about? Peter just didn't get out of the boat onto the water, which takes a lot of faith. He got out of the boat onto the water in the middle of a storm. There was wind and waves crashing, rain coming down probably. It was not little faith because we know that it's not the size of the faith, even with the faith of a mustard seed, the word says that you can move a mountain. So what is this saying? Ye have little faith to step out in the middle of the storm onto water. That's not little faith. But Jesus clarifies it at the end of Matthew 14. It's in 32 and says, why did you doubt? You see, the faith was able to get Peter out of the boat and walking on the water. And it was the doubt that began to have him sink. You see, we talked um, earlier about faith is what creates. And when your faith stops, it stops production on whatever it was creating. And it says, why did you doubt? Ye of little faith is not talking about the amount of faith, but about the duration of faith. And sometimes we have um, a lot of faith, but and we start to get our miracle in process but then the devil comes in to steal, kill, and destroy and puts doubt in our life and stops production on what God has for us. And I love this story because every single time we have faith or God has called us to do, there's an action required. You know, for salvation, it says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. There's an action taken there. You know, if Peter would have believed that he could walk on water and just sat down in the boat, it would have been a bad story. If God calls you to do something and you believe it, but never step out and do it, it's a bad story. We need to take action when we hear the voice of God or that prompting, or there's a, a promise of there. It says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I believe that. But if I never lay hands on the sick, will they recover? You see, we often will pray for the sick and beg God, but God will never do something that he's commanded you to do because it's his word. He said, you lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So I just want to encourage you with that about stepping out of the boat and anything that God has for you. You can take that to the bank. If it's in the word, it's a promise for you. If it's something that God has called you to do or that you're believing for, you can actually do it. So it's time for us today to put our faith in the word, not listen to the enemy whose one trick is to come against the word, but put our faith in the word and what God's called us to do, either the written or the inspired word of God that spoke to you and you really feel like you were called to do something. Just think about the opportunities and those people that are around you and that has God has placed you in a work setting or an environment that no one else can reach except for you. It is your job to reach those people. And I don't want to see anybody go to hell because I didn't open my mouth when God has placed me in a certain spot. We're the body of Christ, which means we all need each other. I'm expecting you to reach the people in your circle as you're expecting me to reach the people around my circle, that we're all in unison together trying to get people the truth and freedom of Jesus Christ. So be encouraged, step out of that boat, walk in faith, and be blessed. 
To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to KingdomYouthConference.com or follow him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.